This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is Afroeconomics with JB Bryan. Afroeconomics is a strategic financial management program designed for the advancement of black wealth in America and abroad. Uncertain times. Do you freak out every time the stock market goes down and you see it on the news and they go, oh, the Dow Jones is down or the S&P 500 is down or do you just go crazy? So today's podcast, I want to help you a lot. Even if you're not that person who goes crazy when it dips, I still think that you'll gain a lot from this discussion. In August, we saw an 800-point drop in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. That's the fourth biggest single-day loss ever in terms of points. A lot of people are nervous still about what happened last month. They're nervous about it, nervous about their money, and the money especially that they feel has stock market exposure. And I bet the media is going to continue to add fuel to the fire. People tend to watch the news more when they're worried. And that brings up viewership and brings in more advertising for the media. So, hey, look out for all of the scary stuff on the media. But I'm here to tell you that fear is not the appropriate response when it comes to financial planning. As a matter of fact, Fear is never the inappropriate response. I could say sometimes, but I'm telling you, never. Instead, I want to give you 10 powerful keys that will help you keep your head straight, keep your head in the game, and your money moving, hopefully in the right direction. These tips apply regardless of whether or not we're headed into a recession, according to so many economists that are predicting a recession. So key number one, you need to understand exactly what you're really doing. Some people think they don't have exposure to the stock market because they don't own any individual stocks. But that's probably not the case, because if you own mutual funds that are invested in stocks, then you are participating in the stock market ever so indirectly. Your 401k or other retirement account may indeed have exposure to the stock market. So find out, get the details. Making money in stocks takes patience, discipline, time to research, and a sound understanding of the stock market. The average person often turns the responsibility over to someone else so they buy mutual funds that are professionally managed. That's fine, but it's important to understand what you're really investing in, what you're buying, to make sure that it's working for you. The second tip is to keep your losses small and your profits as big as possible. So patience indeed is a virtue, but not when it comes to bad investments. If one of your investments is showing itself to be 
yes, a loser, well, by all means, it's time for you to become impatient about the losses that it's kicking into you. For example, many employees are given stock in their company that they work for as part of their compensation. Just because you work there doesn't mean you're required to hold on to their stock if it's not performing well for you. Be impatient with losers, even if they're a company that you're connected to. We tend to be impatient with our winners and patient with losers. That's interesting, isn't it? So it's the bird in the hand, I guess, mentality. It's built into our human nature way too often. We don't want to lose what we have, so we sell the winners too early. And we don't want to take a loss or admit that we picked a bad investment, so we hold on to losers, hoping that they'll turn around. But that's the opposite of what we really want to do. We need to... Cut our losses short and let their winners run. This is closely related to my third tip, which is don't get emotionally connected to your investments. You can't let your emotions determine your investment decisions. Instead, put guidelines in place for what you'll buy and when and when you'll get out of an investment, right? Make it a systematic process and you'll make it harder for your emotions to creep in into your system, right? Don't buy a terrible stock because you like the company's spokesperson. And don't hold on to a stock because you work for the company and you've had a good experience in the past. It's not worth having a bad future over something that you used to feel good about. Get familiar with your risk tolerance. Everyone has a point where they just can't take any more volatility or loss. But it's different for everyone where that uh, I can't tolerate this anymore point is. You should figure out how much you're willing and able to deal with in advance. That's another way to protect yourself from getting emotional about your investment choices. Get educated as much as you can about what you're buying and how the market works in general. And the more you know, the less emotion can take over. Also, having a partnership with a professional advisor can minimize any negative impact your emotions can have on your investment returns. That's the point of the Afroeconomics membership. Key number four, buy great companies at the best price. By quality, instead of just looking for a quote-unquote deal, right? The A lot of us get excited over some stock just because we can buy it at a low price and we get intimidated by a stock that may cost a high price, even over $1,000, even though you might think it's a good company, but you're intimidated by the high price. But a cheap price doesn't make a stock worthy of your investment any more than a high price means you shouldn't buy it. So make it your goal to buy great companies at good prices or the best prices possible versus buying average companies just because they're cheap. Remember, if you own 100 shares of a $1 stock that goes up 10%, you make the exact same as if you owned one share of a $100 stock that climbed 10%. 
Never give up. This is my fifth point. Never give up your advantage position. This applies to everything in life. True. Don't you think so? Because if you're in a position that's advantaged, why would you give it up? For example, if you're getting close to being fully vested in your company, your your company says they'll match it, uh, your 401k, or you fully you can take all of their match in the 401k after working for a particular time, and you're almost to that time. Why would you quit right before you're fully vested? Or when a company is announcing stock buyback. Talk to your financial advisor to find out why the company is trying to buy their stock back. Don't just accept their offer. It may make sense to hold on to that stock for the future may look bright for them. And that's why they want it back for themselves. Investigate farther. Don't give up your advantage position. Tip number six, do proper research before investing in anything. If you don't understand it, don't buy it. If you look under the hood and something doesn't seem right, don't let the shiny exterior sway your decision. The more research you do, the less likely you are to pick a loser. Key number seven, don't invest in stocks, invest in business. Again, you should try to understand the business before you invest in it. So you're not investing in a stock, you're investing in in a business through purchasing shares of stock, shares of ownership in that business. After all, you don't own a piece of paper or some numbers on the computer screen. You're buying a piece of a real company. How well is that company really doing? How well will it do in the future? Can they scale up and grow their revenue? Is the industry going to become obsolete? Does the industry have a future? Keep in mind that there is an actual business behind that stock symbol. Pick strong businesses that are set up to deliver strong results for a long time. Those are the stocks. Those are the companies. Those are the businesses that are likely to deliver strong returns for a long time for generations. Speaking of time, let's look at number eight. Stop trying to time the market. Everyone's heard that you need to buy low and sell high, but it's pretty much impossible to actually do it according to research. The research shows that people who make the most effort to find the exact bottom and the exact top are the ones typically who hurt their investment profits the most. So they deal with the most stress also. So stop trying to time when's the best time to get in and out. Instead, try to spend more time in the market with your smart investments. Tip number nine, focus on being disciplined. You should be committed to constantly building your portfolio. You should invest using a systematic or even an automatic process. Listen, the value of your portfolio depends more on what you put in the portfolio than what the market actually does. Seriously, 
you choose to have a portfolio with the majority of stocks in it, it's going to give you a different long-term return than a portfolio that consists mostly of cash. So the value of your portfolio depends more on what you put in it than what the market actually does because each of the investments historically have had different performance levels. The consistency of your contributions and the percentage of your income that you invest matters more than individual investment performance of the stocks that you buy. Wow. Listen to that. The consistency of you. Of course, you still want to get the best possible returns, but you can't control what the market gives you back. Focus on what you can control. Seriously, focus on your process. That's the Afroeconomics principle of self-reliance at work in your portfolio. Learn to live and love through delayed gratification. (laughs) Love it. You're not putting money in the stock market for what's going to happen today. It's for 10 years, 20 years, maybe even generations later that get the true benefit of your smart investment decisions. Today's 800-point drop of the Dow will mean nothing to us over the long term. It will mean nothing to our children of these short-term changes. They don't even hardly show up on the graphs when you look at them 10, 20 years later. And let's look at tip number 10. You should constantly monitor what you're doing with your portfolio and get help, get professional help if you need it. These 10 keys will help you get the best results from your investments, but I know it's a lot of work. If you need help in feeling confident about your financial decisions, then give yourself the advantage position of working with a professional. That's what we do. Investigate membership of Afroeconomics. Don't hesitate to reach out. That's Afroeconomics, and I'm J.B. Bryan. Hashtag Afroeconomics. Today's podcast was powered by J.B. Bryan Financial Group, a registered investment advisory firm and the home of Afroeconomics in Virginia, Maryland, Washington, D.C., and New York. Don't forget to subscribe to Afroeconomics with J.B. Bryan on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave me a five-star review. I'm J.B. Bryan, and that's Afroeconomics at AURN.com. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.